0: So we're in the final week of this short series, Real Life Faith. It's only been this little three-week series. And, you know, back in week one, we kind of looked at who do we please. And then last week, we kind of looked at those feelings of of guilt and shame that we deal with through this lifetime and and how to kind of get over doing that, Get, get over feeling that guilt, get over that shame, and just be open and honest with God and those who are around us. And I truly believe that as, as Christ followers, if, if we actually live this authentic or real faith, we can truly not only change our own families, we can change our environments, our workplace, we can, we can actually affect and change the whole world. But it's about having a real or authentic faith. Not the kind of faith that, you know, we put on for an hour and 15 minutes when we come to church on a Sunday Not not for that uh, faith that we put on when we want to beat somebody over the head with the Bible. But being real and authentic in our walk. Doing what God calls us to do each and every day of our life. And so that we can just be real. Be real with the people you come in contact with. Be real with your family. And and be real with God because the reality is He already knows. He already knows what you're going through and what you're doing. So we just need to be real about it and be authentic about it. And, and, you know, I know a lot of us, we've dealt with guilt and shame. A lot of us have, have tried to please somebody other than God in our life. And sometimes I believe we just need these little reminders. Reminders on who we serve and why we serve Him. So that's why we did this short, quest, this short little uh, series. And, and even today, uh, the subject for today, I think a lot of us go through. Some of us may be going through it at, the, at this time, even if we deny that we're actually going through it. Um, we we kind of deal with these different things in our life. And so I'll start it out this way. Have you ever tried to convince yourself of something you knew was highly unlikely to happen? Yeah? You know, it's funny. I see heads nod. I see, yeah. I think to myself, oh, yeah, I've tried to convince myself. I know it ain't going to happen, but I think if I really, really think about it, I can convince myself it's going to happen. Okay? Uh, There's some things, no matter how much you try and convince yourself, it's still never going to happen, but but we'll kind of believe it's going to. And I think for others, you know, maybe we're just in denial that we're in denial. You know, because I think that's something that we all deal with is, oh, I'm not in denial. Oh, yes, you are. You look at the people around you, and they're like, oh, yeah, they are. And you deny being in denial. I'm pretty good at that. I can deny being in denial all the time. Um, and, and then I love the other side of it. I'm a Christ follower. I do not deny anything. Let me go get my alcohol. Let me go look at his website I shouldn't be on. Oh, I'm there's nothing wrong with me. Okay, deny that you're in denial because it's a real-life fact that I think we all deal with. The problem is we just deny it, you know? Think of it like this. If you say, hey, I'm not in denial, you're sitting in a restaurant, and they got your favorite dessert, and it comes with your meal, so now you got your favorite dessert sitting in front of you. And in your mind, what do you say? I'm just going to have one bite. And you take that one bite, And then all of a sudden the plate's empty, right? You know, we we get so caught up. I'm not going to eat that whole thing. Hey, I'm down over 30 pounds. I'm not going to touch that dessert. Don't get me near any ice cream because it's going to be gone. I can deny that I'm going to eat it the whole time. I'll even deny it while I'm eating it. I'm not going to eat all this ice cream. And guess what? I'm going to eat it because I get so caught up in it. Or, Or here's another one. How many of you have ever went to the grocery store and said, oh, I just got this small list, a few things I got to pick up. I'm going to be in and out. And, and then when you go to the grocery store, you come out and your cart's full and you're a couple hundred dollars less in your bank account. But that wasn't your plan, right? And going into this situation, I'm only going to get a few things. See, I, I can't pick because my wife's not in the room, but, but I know someone who will say, Hey, I'm just going to run over and do this. I'll be right back. A couple hours later, oh, well, I did this. Well, that's not what you said. <laughs> I'm going to do this. But I think we all get caught up in, the, in that same thing, that, that we kind of go one way. And, and I, I think one of my favorites is, well, you know, I've got a lot going on right now. And this is a tough season in my life. And, and we'll take vacation Next month, because I should be caught up. Does vacation come next month? No. Because guess what? It's still going to keep going. But we'll try and convince ourselves that it's going to happen, and we're going to do this one thing, or we're going to do something else. And, you know, while we have all these hopeful declarations of this is what I'm going to do, but then we don't actually fulfill it. We actually deny the reality that maybe we're just workaholics. We deny the reality that I can't put ice cream in front of me without eating it. I can't go to the grocery store hungry and not just buy a few items. You know, And, and we get so caught up in, in this denial of, of what we're going through. And, and I think, you know, we, we all have these lies that we tell ourselves. You think about it, you kind of lie to yourself to help you get through the situation. And and you kind of think, well, well, if I can convince myself, I can convince somebody else. And and we get really good at lying to ourselves and convincing ourselves that we're not going to do something just to fail at it. And then we end up like last week with shame and guilt. And and because of the denial that we had in our, our life and Unfortunately, just so you know, lying is a mechanism to face denial. It's what we do. It's lying is actually the mechanism to help us deal with denial. And denial is this emotional way of protecting ourselves from a reality that we're going through or maybe even trauma that we're going through. Actually read in a, a psychology magazine called Better Help. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Dean actually said this about denial. It often involves blocking external events from our conscious awareness. Essentially, if a situation is too much for us to handle, then we refuse to experience it at all. That doesn't make the facts or the reality of the situation go away, but it allows us to pretend that it isn't real therefore reducing its impact on us. Now, see, today we're going to be looking at at, at the story of Jonah. Now, if any of you know Jonah or know the story, you know this. Jonah was living in denial. Jonah was living in denial. And the reality is Jonah's fear of facing the truth actually led him to run from God's presence And it left him, just like many of us, to a point where the pressure was so much on him that he finally just had to give up and ask God to help. And I think that's the same thing we do when we get caught in living in denial as Jonah did, that that we get all this pressure and we try and avoid it so much and the pressure gets so big on us that we finally just have to, God help me. And and we finally have to ask God. And the realization is this. Real life faith does not ignore, deny, or run from facing the reality of our circumstances. Let me say that again. Real life faith does not ignore, it does not deny, or run from facing the reality of our circumstances. We've got to own up to what we've got. We can't sit in denial. We can't deny that something happened or act like it didn't happen, we need to continue to go forward. And I think by bringing God God our motivations for living in denial, I think it can help us to get through that denial and move forward in what we have. So like I said, we're going to be in Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. If you don't have a Bible, there is one in the back of the pew in front of you. But as always, it will be up here on the screen. So with that being said, Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their evil has come up before me. Jonah got up to flee to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. But the Lord threw a great wind into the sea, and such a great storm arose on the sea that the ship threatened to break apart. Living in denial. God, I know you want me to do this, but I'm going to do something else. And that's an easy explanation you know easy thing of seeing denial. The reality is that denial um, is actually a common emotional response for someone trying to avoid a situation. And, and as a as a chaplain, as a pastor, one of the places that I see denial a lot is when it comes to grief. Denial is one of the, biggest things when it comes to grief or the loss of a loved one that that they want to try and avoid it. They want to deny something actually happened. Uh, There's a psychiatrist named Kubler-Ross that actually says denial is one of the emotions we experience when we grieve. And the reality is that denying or not accepting the loss of a loved one or refusing to accept some life-changing event is a coping mechanism that we deal with. It's something that we go through, and whenever we're overwhelmed by a situation, and when it comes to grief, the loss of a loved one, it's very easy just to know it can't be. No, it must be somebody else. I can't believe there. whatever it may be. Friday morning, that's exactly what I heard when I got called out with PBSO. I can't believe this. And then what do we get into after the denial? I can't believe we get into the, well, what if I? And we start putting ourselves into this situation, deny something happened, but then try and say, well, if I did this, this wouldn't have happened. The reality is it still would have happened. But we try and deny what's going to happen. We try and deny that, oh, maybe it's somebody else. It's not really them. Are you sure? Uh, And and we do this as a coping mechanism because we don't want to deal with whatever the situation is. So we will tend to deny it and try and move away from it because the reality is facing a hard truth is something that's necessary for us to do but it's not something we like to do. We don't like to face hard truths, especially if that hard truth is affecting you. If it's affecting someone else, hey, that's fine. I want to hear it. But when it affects me, I don't want to hear that hard truth. I'm going to deny it. It didn't happen. It wasn't me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was aliens. I don't know, but it wasn't me. And we're going to try and deny it. Think about this. How many of you have ever put off doing a medical procedure because you didn't feel you needed it? Yeah. Even better. How many of you refuse to go to a dentist? Mm Mm-hmm. I know I got a cracked tooth, but I ain't going to no dentist. It ain't that bad. Oh, it'll heal itself. You know, we we get into this denial thing, and, and... You know, oh, it's not really that bad, I need a second opinion, I need this. Well, according to the American Heart Association, the number one reason patients delay necessary treatment for heart disease is denial. They actually deny that they have some type of heart disease or something going on. And I can tell you, as someone who's with high blood pressure and I take medication for high blood pressure... I went years without taking medication. You know why? I don't need it. I just need to lose a few pounds. Oh, I don't need this medication. Uh -uh. Oh, I don't need that. I'm too young to be on blood pressure medication. Oh, I gained a few pounds. That's why my blood pressure's up. It'll be fine next time I go. Yeah, I was in denial. I was definitely in denial. What is nice now is after losing weight, I'm on one less blood pressure medication. So praise God for that. So all that stuff I denied back in the day, I actually finally did it, and now it's actually working. So maybe I should have done it back in the day, but I was in denial about it, that I really didn't need it. The the reality is that we will actually not do some type of medical treatment thinking that we don't need it. We'll deny the circumstances that we're in. We'll deny whatever we're doing in our life and think that we can fix it ourselves because the last thing most people want is some type of medical procedure. Man, I ain't going to no doctor. They crazy. They're only practicing physicians. They ain't going to practice on me. Right? but. We, we get so caught up in all these different things that we don't do what we're called to do. So I want to let you know, if you're living in denial, fearful of facing truth of your consequences or your circumstance, whatever it may be, just know you're not alone. You're not alone in, in being this. We look at here, the prophet Jonah was in denial. He was in denial from what God was calling him to do. And he struggled to accept the truth of God's calling. The reality was, just like us, he knew about God's grace. He knew about God's love. He knew he was being called to go to his worst enemy, go to the Assyrians, to their capital of Nineveh, preach repentance, and in his mind he says, if they repent, God's not going to kill them. But they're my enemy. So what's he do? Instead of going a simple 500 miles from Jerusalem to Nineveh, go east for 500 miles, he decides I'm going to go 2,500 miles west away from everything so I don't have to do what God called me to do. Think about that. I could go 500 miles, do what I got to do, and God's love and mercy that he had for me, he can have for my enemies, or I can run away. The problem is many of us are going to run away. We're going to take that same path that Jonah took because of the fact that that's my enemy. And I want everyone to go to heaven, but but don't make me be the one to do it, God. Don't make me preach repentance to them. I don't want to do this. And he lived in this denial that he started to run away. And I think, unfortunately, Jonah forgot the same thing that we forget a lot of times. We forget what it says in Psalm 139, verse 7 through 12, where it says this. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and shield, you are there. If I fly on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the western horizon, even there your hand will lead me, your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, Surely the darkness will hide me, and the light around me will be the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day, darkness and light are alike to you. We forget God sees everything. We forget no matter where we go, what we do, God is there. And even when we're going through this whole denial process, God's still with us. Now, the good thing is God is patient with us. We see God was patient with Jonah. Think about it. God tells Jonah what to do. Jonah decides, I'm going down to Joppa. I'm getting on a boat, I'm going to Tarshish, I'm going away from this, and the farther away I get, the better off I'm going to be. Now think about all this time. God could have stopped him anywhere along the way, but God was patient. God was patient with Jonah just like he's patient with us, and he went ahead and said, okay, go ahead, you try your plan. Go ahead, go get on the boat, go to the bottom of the boat, Move on, do what you're going to do, and, and he allowed him to do that. Now I will tell you on, on a little side note, if just if you're dealing with someone who's living in denial at the same time, kind of be like God, be patient with them, be patient with them because being straightforward really isn't going to always get them out of denial. If anything, they're going to deny that much more. But but be gentle with them, be patient, be non-judgmental. Uh, be a listener and stay calm and kind of let them go at their own pace? Because that's what we see God doing with Jonah. He's kind of letting Jonah do his own thing. Okay, you go ahead. Go at your own pace. I got you. I still see you. Guess what? I'm on the boat with you. Uh, I'm still going with you. You may not feel my presence, but guess what? I'm still here. Because there's no place that we can go to hide from God. And, And Just as God is patient with Jonah, he's patient with us. Think of all the times or the things that you've done in your life that he could have just like zapped you. I like that. Zap. Boom. You know, cloud of dust like a cartoon. But he's patient with us. Some of us he's more patient with than others. I know he's been patient with me during my lifetime. I know some of y'all's stories. I know he's been patient with you. And the fact is, he's still patient with me today. So so what reality are you avoid facing? Is there some type of reality that you're currently denying in your life right now? What's the truth you're running from? We're all running from something. We're all in denial about something. You may already be saying, hey, I'm going to go out after lunch, after church, I'm going to have a salad. And you ain't going to have a salad. You're going to get a big 19-course meal, depending on where you go. We all face it at some times. But just like Jonah, Jonah realizes and he wakes up to that reality of his sinful actions and that he needs to do something. He needs to own up, get out of this denial that he's in. And what he does in in verse 12, he actually says this. He tells the crew, pick me up and throw me into the sea so so that it will come down for you. For I know that I'm to blame for this great storm that is against you. In other words, Jonah snapped back into reality. His reality came full force. He realized what he was doing, that he was wrong for what he was doing, and he snapped back into real reality and he was forced to stop living in denial. He was forced to take ownership of what he was doing or what he was not doing that God called him to do. And like I said, Jonah knows that God's merciful Jonah knew that God was loving, so he did not want to go and send this message of repentance or preach repentance to his enemies. I don't want them to be saved, God. Like Jonah, sometimes we need to dig beneath our own thoughts. We need to dig below what we think is right. We need to dig below what what we feel is maybe not the problem and see what God calls us to do. Be obedient to what God calls us to do. Dig deeper into it and move forward and ultimately understand that we need to move. We need to get out of this denial phase and we need to face the reality that's in front of us. And facing reality is not always easy. It's not always fun. Each one of us has some time has been fearful of facing the truth. We 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 are scared of facing the consequences for maybe a confession of our shortcomings. You know, oh, if I tell them what I've been doing, man, it ain't gonna be good. You mean I gotta go tell my wife I've been doing this? You mean I gotta go tell my husband I just spent four hundred dollars on new shoes? You mean I gotta? Yeah, you have to. What? Whoa! whoa. <laughs> I might have started something. Anyways, <laughs> the the reality is that we we're so worried about what other people will think of us or what might be said about us when we actually get out of this denial phase when we actually open up when we're actually obedient and do what God calls us to do, again we worry about pleasing someone else instead of pleasing God. God calls us to move forward. And we get so feared of being labeled that we're a failure or this or that. Remember like I said last week, if you're confused and you're like, man, God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this and and you know you're I'm denying it, and I really don't unsure what the what it is, ask God to reveal it to you. Because let me tell you, if you've got something going on in your life and you can't kind of grasp it, earnestly spend time and ask God to reveal it to you. But understand when He reveals it to you, it might not be what you want to reveal. But ask Him to reveal it to you, show it to you. So that way you can take those next steps and ask for that repentance, ask for that forgiveness, come out of that denial process. Uh, Spend time studying His Word, comparing what God's Word says compared to what you think it says. Because a lot of times it's a whole lot different what it says and what we think it says. Take that time to really dig into it and seek wise counsel. Go talk to a pastor, talk to a friend, get Hey, maybe a professional therapist, whatever it may be. But if you're living in this world of denial, you've got to at some point take ownership. And it starts by having that conversation with God. Have that conversation to reveal it to you so that you can move forward. And and trust me, that's where that conversation has to start because if you're living in denial over something that you've done where maybe you've hurt somebody... If you don't take that time with God first, when you actually stop denying it and come out and tell somebody, realize there's going to be hurt, and maybe by going to God first, it could have helped you with the big reveal, and you've won a new car, no. That reveal, when you actually bring it out to someone, it's going to affect somebody else. And what makes it worse is the longer that you've been living in denial, the more people it's probably going to hurt because you've sucked more people into this lie that you've been telling yourself and that you've been telling other people. Jonah finally realized, hey, I've messed up. This is because of me. Tells the people, hey, cast me into the ocean Cast me into the waters. You're going to be saved. And, you know, maybe in the back of his mind he was thinking, maybe I'll just die. But then you see God had this other plan. God sends this big fish to to swallow up Jonah. And he lives inside the fish for three days and three nights. And, And finally, what does Jonah do? He gets on his knees and he asks God for help. Same thing I said Ask God to reveal it to you. He finally got on his knees, accepted what God wanted him to do, and basically got vomited out on the shore. And then if you know the story, he went to Nineveh. He preached what God told him to preach. They actually repented, and they were saved. Now what I found interesting about this whole thing is not just that Jonah acted like me and was running away from this situation, but the fact that God's patience through the whole thing. God never really went after Jonah, asking him questions, or even rebuked him in any way until after he did what he was told to do. After he finally did, after he was inside the whale. Well, God finally confronted Jonah's rejection of doing what God asked him to do. He was patient the entire time. God's will still got done. Then he started asking the questions. Have you ever noticed God does that with you sometimes? You kind of do this whole denying it, I'm not going to do it. Then you finally, God, help me, and he helps you, and then you go ahead and you do it, and God's glorified. (coughs) And then you start... God starts, why? Asking you why? Or you start seeing, well, man, I messed up way back here. And, and you start, God starts dealing with you after the fact that His glory has been made. And, and He starts coming in and confronting you about your failure to do what He's called you to do. <coughs> no matter what the truth is that you're facing, no matter what it is that you're going through, Remember that God is merciful. God is willing to forgive. We just have to ask. We just need to go forward and ask for it and move forward. Like in John 8, 31 and 32, it says this. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The reality is, when we're hiding from the truth, when we're running and we're doing all these other things, the only thing that's going to set us free in the end, alleviate that denial, alleviate that guilt, that shame, whatever we're going through, is Jesus. By truly bringing it to Him, being obedient to His call in our life, allowing Him to set us free, then we can get out of that stage of denial. We can get out of doing whatever it is we're trying to avoid people knowing that we're doing. We continue to move forward. Don't hide from the truth. Don't ignore it. Don't try and avoid it. Don't try and avoid pain that you may be feeling. Take the time to actually deal with it. Really step up and say, I've got to deal with this. I know my God is merciful. I know my God is loving. But I need to come clean in what I'm doing. So what are you in denial about? Every one of us is in denial for something. Now, of course, rhetorical, I don't need people confessing. (laughs) You don't need to go there. As I said at the beginning, all of us deal with it in some way or the other, and some of us may just be in denial about it. The reality is God knows what you're going through. He's not only going through with you, He's walking with you and before you. But at some point in time, we've got to realize that His presence is there. Realize who He is, and if He's our Lord and our Savior, we can't hide from Him. He's going to be patient with us while we try and hide. But he's still going to be there. And I think what is interesting is if we know he's always there, why do we think that he don't know? We will actually deny the fact, oh, God don't know about this. Oh, yeah, he does. He knows about it. Guess what? He knew about it beforehand. And guess what? He's walking with you. He's going before you. He's just waiting on you to realize and accept the fact that, God, I need to do what you called me to do. If you're denying someone, tell someone. Every one of us has some type of hurt, hang-up, or habit. And you might be saying, well, no, Pastor, I really don't. Well, yeah, you probably do. It may not be, you know, alcohol. It may not be drugs. It may not be porn. Maybe it's overspending. Maybe you spend more than you bring in. Maybe it's that lie you keep telling yourself about, well, I'm going to lose weight, and and I'm not going to eat this whole dessert after you already ate it. Or you lie to yourself, well, next time. I mean, it's kind of like New Year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym every day. And then everyone says they're going to go to the gym every day, and the gym's overpacked, so you decide, well, I'm going to wait a couple weeks, and a couple weeks turns into January the following year. You know, because you've sat in denial the whole time. Some of us, like I said, we deny that we're in denial. Especially as a Christ follower because we want to know I'm strong, I'm grounded in Christ, I know what His Word says, I am not denying everything. Okay, well you just probably deny that you're in denial. Because something's going on in your life, there's something that you haven't told someone else. And like I said, the longer you deny it, the longer you lie to yourself, the worse it's going to get. And honestly, if you think God don't know, God knows. And you got to take those steps. Take those steps and and move forward because all of us are dealing with something. Ask God to forgive you and seek wise counsel. counsel. Don't be a Jonah. I can tell you the one thing I never want to do is be, be vomited up by a fish. I mean, now, now I'll tell you, I'll, I'll run the other direction. But I think I'm going to stay away from the water. I don't want to take those chances. Don't be a Jonah. Jonah could have easily just went the 500 miles and did what God asked him to do. But because Jonah lived in denial, it helps paint that story for us. It helps us realize how we do the same thing in our life. Jonah was living in denial. How many of you are living in denial today? Because we all get caught in it. Like I said, we all get stuck. We get pulled into it. And it's so easy. I don't want to hurt nobody. I, I, I don't want to to have to tell people what I'm going through. I don't want to have to stand in front of my friends and my family. I don't want to have to get in front of my spouse and tell her what I've been doing. And then she find out I've been doing it for 2 years. For some people even longer. That's a reality. It's a reality that we have to face. And here's another reality for you. If you tell one lie, you're going to have to tell at least another ten. Because you're going to have to keep that lie alive. And then you're going to have to lie about the lie, and then lie about the lie about the lie, and it's just going to get worse and worse. And then you're going to have this whole story built up that you're going through denial. And the worst thing is now you've got to remember the whole story. Where it would have been so much easier to just say, I failed. I'm guilty as charged. Hi, I'm Ken. I'm in denial. (laughs) Hi, John. (laughs) And maybe that's the step that someone's got to take today. Maybe it's that realization that, you know, Pastor Ken, I've been in denial. I've been denying my denial for a long time. I'm really good at it. If you're denying something, if you're telling those lies in your life, be open and honest. Be open and honest with God. Be open and honest with those people that you're living with. Because, As I said at the beginning, real life faith does not ignore, deny, or run from facing the reality of our circumstances. The problem is we don't want to face the reality of our circumstances. And there are people in this room today that are still dealing with the reality of their circumstances years later. They've done what it was supposed to do. Hey, I've come forward. I've confessed it. I've stepped in front of a group of people. I've stepped in front of my spouse or my friends or my family, whoever it was, and and I said, Hey, this is me and this is what I've been doing. and they still live with the circumstances today because of the hurt, because of the shame, because of the guilt, because of whatever it is that they did. But the reality is they're not living in denial. They've come forward. they put the name badge on their chest or it's planted, tattooed on their forehead. Hi, I'm Ken. I'm in denial. I am a whatever it is for the whole world to be able to see it. Deal with them circumstances every day because here's the reality. Now that I have done this, now that I've got out of that stage of denial, I've planted it on me so everybody can see, guess what? I can now help somebody else because someone else is going to be having that same denial I had back then. Someone else is going to be going through something similar that I went through. They know it's going to hurt someone, they know they got to step forward and they don't want to deal with them circumstances, then as someone who's already been down that road, you can take them by the hand, walk with them, and show them how to navigate through a life not full of denial. And there's nothing easier about it. But trust me, when you actually come forward, the weight that comes off your shoulders the weight that is relieved. Jesus says, take my yoke because it's, it's light. Because, man, we put so many burdens on ourselves. And when we're living in that denial, we're just making our yoke heavier and heavier. The only person who's going to set you free is Jesus Christ. So you got to be willing to take that step, be open and honest, get out of denying whatever it is you're going through, and be obedient to God's call on your life. The only way you're going to be obedient to God is to be open and honest and realize He knows it already. You're not hiding from Him. It's not a game of hide and seek. He sees you. He knows where you're at. Even if you're trying to run 2,500 miles in the other direction, He's going to be there waiting on you. He's going to be patient with you. You're going to have to deal with the consequences sooner or later. And sooner is always better than later. Because the later it is that you deal with it, the more people who are going to be hurt by it. Be open and honest and be set free by what God calls you to do. And maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, Pastor, that, you, know, you bugged my house again. Pastor, I don't, I don't know how you got into my emails, I don't know how you got into my phone messages, I don't know how you got into my instant messages, whatever it is. Trust me, everyone's going through it. Everyone goes through it at some part in their life. Some people are heavy in denial right now. Some people are broken free from that denial. Doesn't mean it won't happen again. But it all starts. With being set free. And being set free only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. And maybe you're just sitting there and you're denying, man, I can't accept Jesus. He'll never accept me for who I am and what I've done. And and you're you're denying that Jesus can save you. Well, here's a reality. We're all sinners. We all fall short of glory to God. All of us. Yet God showed his love for us that yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So if you're saying, hey, i got to get together. There's no way he's going to. Guess what? He died for you. He died for you as a sinner. That's how much God loved you. And it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's where setting free comes from. Accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And it's the first step of getting out of denial. Because when you're denying it, you need to have somebody. You need to have a Lord over your life that you can go to, that you can confess to, that you can talk to. And that person, the only one who can do that and set you free and give you a yoke that is light is Jesus Christ. So that's the first step. So you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life and then you start going, running towards Him instead of running away from Him. Start allowing Him to lead you and guide you each and every day. Spending time in His Word, spending time in prayer with Him so that you get out of this cycle of denying things and you live a real life of you be real. And if you're here and you're like, yeah, pastor, I'm in denial. Well, that's okay. You can deny your way right up here to the front. After the final worship song, there'll be prayer partners up here. And, and while everyone else is leaving, you can swim upstream. Consider that swim upstream like you're being vomited out of the mouth of a fish on the dry ground. And you can come up here on this dry ground with these prayer partners and and go ahead and take those steps to get out of that denial. And the prayer partners will pray with you and for you. And then after you do that prayer, and you take that time and and God speaks to you, go and confess what you've been denying to somebody else. Start to make amends and do what God called you to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. And and Lord, so many times through our life, we have done exactly that. We've maybe denied your presence. We've denied something that we've done. And, And Lord, it's all because we know the consequences. Lord, not only the consequences from you, but the consequences of the hurt that we've caused others. Lord, we know that you're loving, that you're full of grace and mercy. But, but Lord, sometimes when we've hurt someone else, they don't have that love. They definitely don't have that mercy. They don't have that forgiveness. So we'll continue to deny that we did something. And the worst thing, Lord, we'll deny it even if we get caught. Help us to live the life that you called us to live. Help us not to run in the other direction. But, Lord, that we will be bold, that we will stand firm in our faith with you, knowing that you forgive us, and, and Lord, that we can get past whatever it is we're denying. Whatever it is in our life, Lord, you are bigger than it. So help us to see who you are compared to whatever it is we're denying. And, Lord, that we will move forward and be open and honest with everybody that we come in contact with. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you, Lord, I ask that they make that move today. Your word says today is the day of salvation. That Lord, if someone doesn't know you, whether in this room or joining us for church online, that they will make that take those steps today and ask you to be the Lord of their life. And Lord, is anyone here dealing with denial, Lord, help them to make those steps forward come up front and pray with a prayer partner and then be obedient to you and do what you've called them to do and make this prayer in jesus name amen hey thanks again for joining us here today at fbc lantana for church online and 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 if if you enjoyed what you saw today i'd just like to ask you to